Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share a story of somebody's journey through their life and their financial vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their minds and the influences in the air. These things have helped craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes and they should be celebrated and not judged. Today's guest is me. I'm going to be talking about a topic that has been bothering me a little bit. It's around finances. It's around building a business. It's around life. See, I think a lot of people think about the words crushing it in a way that's positive. And the more I hear this term or this phrase, the more anxious I've become. The more I don't like those two words, crushing and it. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasters, Carl Richard, who is also known as the, the sketch guy. He's written for the New York Times. He's traveled throughout the world. He's a well-known speaker in the financial planning profession. He's also a financial planner by trade. He was uh, talking about rest and the word crushing it. And he inspired me to think about it a little bit more and why I dislike the word crushing it so much. And you see, in my journey, I've had to fight for a few things and that's okay. You know, I appreciate it a lot more. It's kind of like when you give your kids an allowance and they go spend it on stuff. But the moment that they start earning money on their own, they're asking questions about how much something costs. So I kept thinking about this even more as I was sitting down doing my goals for 2020. I have a coach and my coach was asking me to look back on 2019 on the things that I had achieved. And I was really struggling because I'm a forward thinker. I'm not so much somebody who looks back and says, good job, you know, you did this. And I, I often forget to relish in those achievements. And, and ironically, many of my clients do too. As many of you know, I work with a lot of very busy women, Gen X women, mid to late 40s into the 50s, uh, work with other people too. But those tend to be the, the new clients that we're bringing on and particularly women that are asking questions around finance that are either attorneys or engineers or educators. So those tend to be the women that I'm talking to very often. And, and as we're talking and we're talking about how busy our lives are and we're asking each other about successes and challenges, the words that people are saying is like, I just can't keep up. I feel like I can't keep up. Or, um, you know, all these other people are crushing it and I'm just trying to move forward. So as I was working on my goals, I was thinking more and more about, you know, the struggles that I've had this year and there have been a lot and the successes that I've had this year and, and there have been a lot. 
as well. Crushing it is something that some of my colleagues have said, Amy, it seems like you're crushing it. And every time they say that, I get this anxious feeling around the word crushing it or that I don't feel like I'm crushing it. Who really is crushing it? What's the definition of crushing it? So I'm thinking more and more about that. Here's my thoughts. And then I'll get into it a little bit more. I love wine. That's the name of this podcast, Wine and Dime, right? So I love wine and I love finance. For those of you that know me, you know I have a book called Uncork Your Finances. You know I have this podcast called Wine and Dime. My bio says Uncorking Amy. There's a theme. It's about uncorking something. And so the words crushing it to me, I finally figured it out. Why I don't like them. It's because when I think of crushing it, I think of grapes. And I think of all of these grapes going into this enormous crusher. And when you think about something being crushed, you think about this action that takes place that is so violent. You're crushing something. You're obliviating it. You're making it into mush. That doesn't seem successful to me. That doesn't sound successful to me. But the word fermenting, the idea of fermentation, of letting something rest in the tanks, letting something rest in the barrels, letting something rest in a bottle. Now, fermenting, I can get behind. And fermenting is something that takes time. I can ferment as a busy woman or a busy man or a busy family. Let's take a step back and ferment. Let me talk to you about the achievements that Rooted Planning Group has gone through this year and the things that maybe we did crush. And I don't mean that in a positive way. So earlier this year, we made the decision to rebrand. We went from Irvine Wealth Planning Strategies to Rooted Planning Group. Irvine Plus Wealth Planning Strategies is still the name of the company at the global level, but we're doing a DBA of Rudy Planning Group. And the purpose behind that was because we wanted people to understand it was more than just Amy Irvine. We wanted people to understand that it was this group and at the core root of everybody, if our roots are strong, our branches can be strong. If our financial base is strong, our branches can be strong. And so at the root of everything, if that strength is there, then we can plan for really strong branches. So we went ahead and we created that DBA and we rebranded and we had some glitches along the way. We had an issue with our website at one point in time. We sent out notifications to our clients that we were doing a DBA and not everybody received those notices or understood exactly what we were doing. But we got through it. And on the other side, now people are finding us in a way that they understand we are a group of planners. And we actually started the year with individual planners as part of this group as silos among themselves. And now we have morphed into an ensemble practice where each client gets at least two planners assigned to them, in some cases, three. We're very excited about that. And if you think about your life, if you think about as an individual, how can you take your silo and create it into an ensemble? What plans are out there? What are you planning to do in 2020 that can actually create an ensemble? What financially can you do to shift some of the burden from your busy silo plate 
into an ensemble practice? How can we help you plan in that manner? That's one thing that, you know, we, we sat down and we really mapped out. And I think that's, that's one of the things that you can do. You can map out some of the things that are just not working. And so we wanted to crush those things. We wanted to eliminate the things that weren't working. Another thing that happened to Rudy Planning Group in 2019 is that our staff shrunk by half. We started out the year with people in North Dakota and Wisconsin and more planners in New York. And unfortunately, through a series of different reasons, they left the firm. And now we're down to our core folks in Oklahoma and New York. And so there's five planners at this point in time. And so we have shrunk uh, considerably in 2020 and 2019 leading into 2020. And although that saddens me that people have left our team, they're going on to successful routes and to change the direction that they wanted to go into. And I'm excited for them and the journey that they're going on. And so I would ask you, what do you need to change in 2020? What are the things that you need to reduce instead of expand? So when people say you're crushing it because you're growing in ways or you're successful in ways that other people aren't, are you crushing it? Would it have been better for me to ferment it? Well, that's the step that we took back in 2019 towards the end of this year. Right now, we're starting to ferment. We're taking a step back and we're we're watching the wine develop. We're watching the practice develop and we're looking at things so much more differently and we're letting that wine ferment. We're growing relationships. We're in our future growth. It's a fermentation process, not a crushing process. I'm asking each of you to sit down and list out some of those things for 2020 that just expanded so much that you're not able to really understand and let them ferment. It could be your job. It could be a job change. It could be a raise that you're looking for. It could be your kids going off to college or you thinking about you going off to college. What is the fermentation that you have to put in place? One of the things that was interesting to me recently is I was talking to another financial planner and she was trying to decide, do I start my own business or do I join a firm, an existing firm? And I explained to her how we're going about things now. Some of the things that we did and how we're going about things now and our fermentation process. And I said to her, what's really important to us too is to align ourselves with vendors that also support our mission. So it's not just about what we're doing outside of the business and with our clients, but it's really super critical that we start to think about who are we utilizing for vendors and how do they align with our mission, with our vision. And the more we talked about that, the more excited I got because I was talking about, you know, when right now when I'm doing our due diligence on vendors, I'm asking them questions about their family leave policy, their diversity policy, things that they're doing within their business that are really important to us, to our core, to our growth. And if they're not willing to share that information with us, then they get checked off the list. They're not an option in our book. And the more we talked about that, the more excited I got about it. So one of the things that we took some time to ferment on in 2019 was our family leave policy. And we are very excited to talk about the fact that it could be a maternity or paternity leave. It could be that we need to take care of a parent or a husband or a child. 
know, but we have a phenomenal, in my biased opinion, <laughs> family lead policy. And we want to support the people that are working at our firm long term. And sometimes that requires some short term consequences internally. But what are you doing to make your lives better? What is your company doing to make your life better? What sort of things are being fermented on that nature? What plans are you making? What changes are you making in your life or want to make in your life that require some conversations with your employer and require some conversations with your family members that require some time to think about and ferment and and then implement over the period of the next few years. We encourage you to sit down and write down your financial goals. What do you, if money wasn't a barrier, what would you want to start fermenting right now? How do we develop that wine over time? We're so excited about what 2020 is going to bring us. And we want you to know that we want to be your part of your fermentation process. I know this sounds a little bit odd compared to other podcasts that I've done, but I've done a lot of soul searching in the past, especially three months. And I understand now why I dislike the word crush it so much. I am on a mission in 2020 to change the movement from crushing it to fermenting it. We want you to ferment it as well. You don't have to crush it. Crush it is bad. Crush it is ripping it apart and making it into mush. Let's ferment it. Let's take what you've started and let's let it breathe a little. Let's let it sit in tanks a little. Let's tweak it a little. Let's craft it into a delicious wine with just little tweaks here and there. Let's take the stress off of crushing it and build fermenting. I know this was a short podcast. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this. I look forward to hearing your questions and I look forward to a fabulous 2020 with all of you and all of our clients. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.